Hey guys, welcome back to the Farris Fit Podcast. Um, some of you guys know uh, me and Emily are about to have another baby. We're about to go on maternity slash paternity leave. Um, so we're not going to record any new podcasts during this time. We wanted to take this opportunity to introduce you guys or reintroduce you guys to some older podcasts from way back when, way back in the beginning. Uh, Farris Athletic Club is now five years old. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of members now that weren't with us in the beginning and didn't really know us or understand where this whole thing uh, came from. So we want to take the opportunity to, to tell the story of the beginnings of Barros. And in this first episode, uh, myself, Emily, and Jeff, our old and dear friend, uh, old business partner and dear friend, Jeff Scarborough, we talk about the beginning. We talk about how this whole thing came to be, how we came together, uh, and how, with uh, Catherine Haker, our other partner, we started Barros Athletic Club. Um, it's a great listen. Uh, it lets you know who we are, where we come from, and what the, what the vision of this, this, this place was. So uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, have a listen and uh, let us know what you think. And we'll see you soon. Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast. I'm here with Emily Cavell. Hello. Hey Emily. Hi. Business partner, wife, baby mama. Uh, Jeff Scarborough. Hey Peter. Business partner, husband. Best man. <laughs> Best man. Best, Best man, man, baby. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we're here to talk really about uh, Farris Athletic Club, a gym in Echo Park, Los Angeles, that we started um, three years ago. And we're kind of at the point now where we're, we're undergoing our third expansion in two years, it's becoming in what was once a small gym and it's becoming kind of a medium-sized gym. But and probably... do you remember when you came to me and was like, so we're thinking about a 5,000 square foot space? 3,000 actually. 3,000. I yeah. wanted 3,000. Yeah. And then yeah. now we are 22,000 square feet. Yeah. I was terrified of the idea of a big. Yeah, thing. I, 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 like, I hate it when she said that. Yeah. <laughs> like this whole pleasure, this whole you know? thing has I been basically me and Jeff hating what Emily's saying, even though we know she's right. Yeah, it's the <laughs> and then in the end being proved wrong. It's the worst. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, we are we are in Echo Park in in East LA, and you know the gym came about really via um, a story of colliding paths. We we all had our kind of own adventures in the fitness space. Mine, you know, I, I came into this thing off the back of working for Warner Brothers in some movie stuff. And for, for both the movies that I'd worked on, I'd kind of built and, and helped build gyms for for the movies, and equipping, uh, deciding on the equipment and the layout and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, realizing what's needed, what's not needed uh, to get people in the kind of shape that was expected. And kind of the layout of Pharos and, and the initial design came off the back of the, those kind of gyms. And then, of course, Emily and Jeff came in and had their own, you know, ideas about what they wanted, and the whole thing became like a cocktail of um, a cocktail of passions kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> right. I like that. Good. That'll go. That'll go on passions. our website tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, we kind of get embarrassed about saying, but it's, it's true. We're, we're trying to build the best gym in LA. There's no two ways about it. That, that's our goal. We want it to be an incredible space, an incredible gym space, an incredible space for community. A place where people feel comfortable, where people feel welcomed, 
And when people know when they come there, they're going to get a quality service and they're going to be able to get quality results. And ultimately, individualized results. Like we always say, we want to provide personal training in a group environment. You know, every person that comes in, we meet with one-on-one and make sure that they have the path for them. um, That we're not just giving them a cookie-cutter approach to Exactly. It's it's not like one of these kind of studio group training gyms where you just kind of lock up and and do a bunch of stuff. You know, one of the main things when we started the programming, like when we had the com- initial conversations, like I don't want this to be just a bunch of stuff. It's my biggest fear that this just evolves into an hour of stuff. Like everything, everything, every session has to have a purpose. Every cycle has to have a purpose. Um, and everything should be coached with that purpose in mind. And that's, that's still to this day is, is our, is our mission and our goal. You know, physically, obviously it is a gym, but spiritually it's, it's a community. Um, and uh, like I said, like a, a place to grow on multiple levels without judgment or dogma. We, we don't have one way of doing things. We have multiple ways of doing things. We have 12 different programs. We have 150 classes a week. And each of those programs has a specific purpose. And depending on what your goals are as an individual, you can kind of choose your path. And we're, we're there to help you choose and guide you along that path. But there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of freedom at Ferris. <laughs> I swear. I do think it's a unique space. You know, it's, it's, it's a very competitive industry. There's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, but I do think we've built something that is special and that we're super proud of it. But of course, you know, as we've grown, like I said, we've been open for three years. We've we're, only been open for two years. Two years we were, sorry, we were some stuck in the years. construction mud for about a year. We were. So two year anniversary this November. Woo-hoo. Yeah. And we've grown quickly, you know, and as we've grown, you know, unfortunately it means we, we can't teach all the classes anymore. When we, when we first opened, we taught all the classes and then as things have evolved, we've obviously had to bring people in to help us out. Like I said, 150 different classes. I can't teach Matt Pilates. Jeff can't teach boxing. Emily can pretty much teach whatever she wants because she's annoyingly good at everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Thanks, uh, hon. Yeah. But as, as, as we go and as we bring more people in, it's, it's super important to us to not lose connection with our members. Like communication is huge for us. We, we are trying to you know, maintain that family feel. Uh, and we don't really any, ever, ever feel distance from our members. And particularly me, I, I get huge separation anxiety when I feel any kind of distance from my membership. So this podcast is a way for us to stay in touch, you know, keep lines of communication open. And, you know, we want to hear from our, our members about what, what they want to hear about and what they want us to talk about. And uh, we're going to be bringing in some, some interesting people to go through a, a number of different topics with you guys. And it's going to be a, a super fun podcast. So, um, so actually, what are we... Why don't we move on to like talking about like us as individuals and how this? this yeah, do people even about. know us? I don't know. Here we let's are find at the time. <laughs> let's, 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 let's start with you, the the non the non athlete, the <laughs> the pretender. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you starting with me, not because it's me, but because you know uh, the pillars of Ferris Athletic Club being mechanics, strength, and conditioning. You know, we always want people to come in and develop a strong foundation of mechanics that it really is the building blocks to build incredible strength or speed, agility, you know, be and be a high performance athlete kind of deal. But um, I was not an athlete. I was a fat kid. Yeah. I was real fat. <laughs> I, I ate cookies for lunch. Real fat. <laughs> I was real fat. I ate cookies for lunch and got a doctor's note to get out of PE, and I was real proud of that. No, I had uh, rheumatoid arthritis and hip dysplasia. 
and was pretty much just told by doctors to uh, avoid activity, um, you know, swim, altogether, walk, yeah. pretty much avoid activity altogether and just wait for my hips to deteriorate enough that I would eventually need a total hip replacement, which my mom has had two of. So I was kind of just thinking that I would go down that same path. Um, but in 2009, I was miserable. I was in so much pain and I had just gotten to school at USC and I um, took on the help of a physical therapy student who taught me the importance of corrective exercise and squatting and the dead bug and, you know, learning to kind of take control of what my body was capable of doing and just maximizing what movement capacity was available. And it took about seven months, but I lost 40 pounds and about 80% of the pain through physical therapy, strength training, yoga, and soft tissue therapy and kind of combining all of those things. So I immediately just became passionate about paying it forward and kind of changing the trajectory of my life to show others that, uh, you know, health is in your hands and you're responsible for and in control of like, you know, a lot of your life and your ability and your capabilities um, and not letting doctors just kind of like give you a death sentence or tell you your fate in life. So, you know, I have a background degree in kinesiology and certifications in NASM and CrossFit Level 1 and yoga and like, you know, all these different kind of fitness domains as well as Tom Myers structural integration for soft tissue work. Um, and FRC, functional range conditioning, uh, and now pregnancy and postpartum athleticism, because, you know, that's, you know, where I'm at in my life. So, you know, my hope is that I can help people bridge the gap between uh, rehab and performance and, you know, squeak out as much potential of people and make it fun, you know, like a lot of times... Uh, physical therapy can be a little like clinical and boring or it's the other side where it's a little more yogi spiritual kind of side and I was really passionate about working with athletes who were very performance driven and wanted to you know squeak out one to two percent better every single day so I I really like working with that I I, I think also what you are is is more relatable for people that that do any kind of like um, Mm -hmm. strength training or athletic type stuff I remember the first class. I mean, this this whole thing kind of started with Jeff introducing me to Emily via class that she was teaching at her old gym. I was also playing Cupid. You were a matchmaker, matchmaker. I needed a business partner who was legal, <laughs> illegal in this country. <laughs> and, it's a conversation, uh, a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I went to this class and just, the, 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 you know, I was always kind of like not terrified of like yoga type stuff, but it just, like, it just felt like, I don't know, the space that I wasn't ready for. And there's the language that Emily used and the way that she related it to the stuff that I did know about, like the way that she talked about the deadlift and the squat and the press and all that kind of stuff. Suddenly it was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I see how this is transferable. I see how this relates. And it was, you know, a language that I understood and was comfortable with. So it was a good, like, introduction to me more into that that side of things. Yeah, I started so, yeah. writing mobility programs yeah, mobility for programs. you. Mobility for, for me your... heads. Mobility for me heads. That was our first little business together. I, I wrote, I wrote a, a logo, M for M. M for mobility M. Mobility for me heads. Yeah. 
was not successful. <laughs> but but, but it paved it paved the way for us to be be here. Uh, and it is so funny because it, it's like we think about our own journey uh, together, and it would not be here without Jeff playing yeah. matchmaker and yeah. basically having this vision in mind of you know um, wanting to come. I remember Jeff grabbed me one time and was like, "So I want to like make a gym, but like I don't want it to be like just like a boutique the massage studio. by the pool. The massage by the yeah. pool. You threw out your back. I came over. I worked on you, and uh, you like you know planted the seed. I want to open a gym, and I'm like, yeah, okay, Jeff, good luck with." that yeah. uh, and now, now here we are so yeah, we'll you know that. we really have you to thank for this yeah, yeah I mean, so, so speaking of me heads um jeffrey scarver um <laughs> let me let me set this up by saying i met jeff i was between i was between movies and i was looking for a place to homeless train. i was homeless yeah i was living with for, me no this was before, before oh. I was living with you. oh the second time I, yeah i was you're living uh, in i was actually in Los Feliz. <laughs> yeah i was Kind of like I was staying with a friend in Los Feliz, um, which is in East Los Angeles, and I was looking for a place to train a, an actor when I was working with, or a yes. director, uh, or someone. Producer, or director. And I found this gym, and I thought, well, I better go and I better go and try it out. And uh, I went down, and Jeff was the coach, uh, and it was like a classic CrossFit class. And it finished with a death. Remember this? It finished with death by Barbell Frosta, well, and it was like that. <laughs> It was that classic CrossFit thing of like a bunch of people that did not know their way around a barbell doing <laughs> thrusters, death by thrusters and like doing all kinds of terrible stuff. And it was like, it was, you know, it was great. It was just like classic CrossFit back in the day. And it was, um, you know, and I, I loved Jeff. He was a great coach. And it was like, but from that moment on, we kind of like, um, you know, we had conversations. I started training there, you know, regularly whenever I was in LA. And, you know, we started chatting formulating ideas it became you know it became a thing that we both kind of wanted to open a gym and eventually it would lead to him introducing me to emily and you know the whole farris thing beginning but you know obviously jeff came in he moved to la from the east coast from delaware he was the 2014 fittest man in delaware which we, ongoing joke ongoing joke we constantly laugh about it because he could have been someone and <laughs> opened a business yeah, instead opened a business instead and became you know average like the rest of us yeah. but uh but yeah, Jeff, do you want to jump in? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was a little bit of the opposite of Emily. I was gifted with perfect genetics. and <laughs> <laughs> No, but I was like, um, you know, I, I started playing sports when I was like four years old. I, I was I was playing soccer at four and I, I was super competitive. And I remember the, you know, the record at YMCA as a four-year-old was five goals and my grandpa showed up to the first game and I scored nine goals, but I was like still kind of pissed that I didn't get to double digits because I thought that record would have held forever. But, you know, like from the beginning since first grade all the way up to senior year because my mom was still packing my lunch, but I was always, you know, I had like the whole wheat sandwiches and I had fruit and I had a salad and I had like four lunch boxes that I took to school every single day. So you um, didn't eat a big ass cookie for lunch every day? No, no. Up until I was like eight I think I thought the most like glamorous dessert was a fat-free oatmeal raisin bran cookie that like my mom Pete got used me. to say, chocolates for the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I I played sports all throughout being a kid, and and eventually that that led to football and lacrosse, which were a big staple of mine in in high school. That eventually led to college. After that, I had this like maybe not so secretive, but very competitive side to me. And, you know, once sports ended, I kind of felt like that side of me had 
like died a little bit. And yeah. so I like, I needed something. And in, at University of Delaware, where I graduated from, you had to have an internship to, to graduate. So I found the local CrossFit gym and I interned as the assistant. And at the same time I was bartending. So I was working from 4 PM to 4 AM going home, showering, and then going up and opening the gym and like cleaning dumbbells and barbells and was like, God, this is what I went to school for four years for. But it ended up being like great timing. One of the coaches had left soon the head, the other head coach had left. And, you know, a year later I found myself as the head coach and manager at a gym in Delaware. I eventually moved out to LA and, you know, kind of continuing the story that Pete said, me met Emily, then met Pete and we all came together and formed Pharaohs. But and I've been asked this a lot about like, what is your specialty as a coach or how did you land as a coach? And for me, they always kind of said, you know, the C student makes the best teacher sure. where for me, I always felt like I knew how to relate to people and you find a lot of people and I kind of hate going back to CrossFit, but in the open, for example, or in any type of competition, you have a lot of these coaches like barking down your throat and screaming at you and very militant. And although that worked with me, uh, I know we know a lot of the demographic and in, in CrossFit and, and these type of classes, they, most of them are the people, you know, that weren't picked first for the team. And they come to these communities because, you know, they've always longed for that type of, you know, team environment and, you know, that, that, that community. And I felt like I could relate to them in a way. I was sort of always the, you know, like the soft voice in the crowd talking you through the worst type of workouts, you know. I felt like I could always relate to people no matter what type of athletic background they came from, whether they, you know, had been playing sports their whole life. This was their first time in the gym. Uh, I just felt like I had a way of talking and connected to them. I guess, you know, being the conditioning guy at Pharos, I I wasn't I don't really label myself as your typical conditioning expert. I always think of those guys as like the six foot four, 150 pound guys out on the track, like breathing at you or, or screaming at you about your breathing cadences. And I'm, you know, I'm 5'8", 180. And I'm, you know, I'm the guy in the gym that's typically like cycling through barbell movements and gymnastics. And, and but that's really what, like kind of how I fell into conditioning. That's where I, I, I fell in love with the sport of conditioning. And now it's kind of led me to programming at Pharaoh's primarily for our conditioning programs. And it's, you know, I just think it's, it's a combination of everything from our athletic background, strength endurance, gymnastics endurance, powerlifting endurance, and intelligently putting all those factors together uh, into programming. And now you're the definitely in the top 10 fittest men in East Echo Park. In, in Echo Park. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, now. Pete? Me? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I think I came into this whole thing and the way that I, I wanted it to be came a lot from experiences and, and kind of from frustration of people programming things and, and saying that that program was going to solve everything. I, I came from a very kind of like sports science background. Like I did a lot of Charles Poliquin stuff in the beginning. Um, I had, you know, I had a diploma in personal training and everything I'd ever done was like, if you want this to happen, these are the things you need to do. Like, if you want to get stronger, you need to do this. If you want to build lean muscle tissue, you need to do this. If you want to condition yourself, you need to do this. And it was a very, um, you know, it was a very programmed, very, like I said, sports science type type thing. And then I just saw a lot of these things cropping up that were just like, it's strength and conditioning. You come in and you do this circuit class, which is going to make you ripped and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, 
this is all just garbage. It's all just gump. It's all just like going into a room and doing a bunch of stuff for an hour and then feeling out of breath and sweating a lot and then thinking, yeah, I, I fucking nailed it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you think you did? Like, what what do you actually think happened to your body? You know, I think within our framework, I became the strength guy just because more from a programming sense, like, I know what adds muscle. I know what gets people strong. Like, I know what does what. I know how to program for that. And it's kind of, it became my mission to like educate people on if you walk into the gym and you tell me your goal is this then these are the things you need to do to get that don't do this don't do that don't just do this like mixed bag of stuff and expect to get x result and i think you know we we were in a space like after this is the way that kind of the gym world evolved for me like i when I first came into the industry, it was kind of like still, it was still the global gym world. That was, that was what existed. I worked for a company called Gymbox in the UK, um, who were, you know, they were kind of like, like not revolutionary, but they were definitely pushing the pedal for more functional type fitness, uh, in the global, global gym. They, they were the first to kind of integrate boxing and normal gym type stuff in the UK and also then bring in elements of CrossFit to a regular gym. They started to bring in frames. They started to bring in like, functional equipment and then it became more of a, a hybrid type gym which is like what we are we are a, we are a hybrid gym we have you know all these multi, multi-layered uh, programs I, I i you know i just again started to see people just trying to make the argument that doing everything solves everything like just come in and do stuff will equal a great body or muscles or this or that and it just doesn't work that way so i think my whole role and my whole like purpose came about you know partly from you know education partly from frustration and partly by wanting to build something that i believed made sense and was different and and could really help people get what they truly wanted without this kind of smoke and mirrors of a dogma of you know a a fitness cult i I don't see myself as uh, any kind of like guru in fitness I, i just see myself as a guy that like if you want to go in a certain direction, I can help you get there. And I also, like, unlike Jeff, like, I, I was never a great athlete at all. Like, I was kind of an average sports guy. But from an early age, what 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 I lacked in skill and athleticism, I could make up in hard work. And that's, like, always been my thing. Like, I can, I can outwork people. I can't outskill people. <laughs> I might look slightly awkward or, like, slightly, what would you say, Jeff? Slightly, um... Awkward is a good word. <laughs> yeah. When I when I kind of move in the gym, but you know I'll get shit done just just through the virtue of hard work. That's always been what I've I've kind of relied upon. I think hard work is at the end of the day, hard work is what gets people where they want to go as long as they're working hard in the right direction. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of people working hard in the wrong direction and getting super frustrated. Like, why has my body not changed in six months? I've been training seven days a week. Well, what have you been doing? This is what I've been doing. Like, well. Why have you been doing that? That's not in line with your goals. It's like, well, this is what so-and-so told me. And I'm like, well, you know. It's all right. Yeah, it's right, so funny well. for you to say that you're not a guru because every person who comes into the gym, like you and, you know, your work through the movie industry and working for Warner Brothers, it's like you are the transformation guy. People do come to you often because they're at a place of plateau and, you know, doing just a bunch of stuff and asking you, you know, to what's the path that's going to get there. And like, you know, we always say, 
you are the purpose guy. Like if it doesn't serve a purpose, then get it, then it doesn't deserve a place. So it's so funny that, you know, you never think as much of yourself as other people think of you, but every, every, pretty much everyone in the gym would totally call you the guru, you know, the, the purpose guy of Pharaohs. And while we all have our, like our expertise, people really do come to Pharaohs for transformation. And they know that that uh, at the top really comes from you and your ability to like smoke out all the fluff and really get to what is important and what is necessary for people to move the needle forward in their transformation journey of, you know. I mean, I mean that, that said, I I do believe like wholeheartedly in in purpose and, and not, not doing anything that doesn't make sense on your journey. But I will say that there has to also be an, an element of fun that, that keeps you motivated. Like I will do a certain amount of stuff that is not in line with my goals. Why do I do it? Because it keeps me motivated. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. so yeah, because yeah. it's fun. Like I'll jump in on a couple of CrossFit workouts a week, even though like I might not be trying to like get better at CrossFit or do any kind of like CrossFit competition. I'll do it because I fucking enjoy it. And because I enjoy it, it means I'll be motivated and I'll keep doing it. And sometimes you just have to have to do the thing that gets you in the gym. Sure. I always say showing up is 90%. Yeah. Just get there. Because <laughs> do long, something long that makes term, you feel good. Long term, that's, that's the most, staying motivated is the most important thing. Like it's the moment you get bored with what you, I mean, I think it's like a big reason why, you know, we started doing like CrossFit type stuff in the beginning because we've been doing like bodybuilding type stuff forever. It got just boring. And then you wanted to kind of like, mix things up and find something more interesting and so you know you find these things that keep you like in the game that get you to put your shorts on and show up so yeah i mean everything has to have a purpose but bear in mind that you know fun can be a big part of purpose like staying staying motivated staying interesting having a good time with friends joining in with stuff that helps you be integrated in the community all these all these all this stuff you know plays a huge factor it's true yeah, especially since our gym is the, the 30, 40, 50 year olds. I mean, everybody now and, and back when we were in our 20s, it was easier to train twice a day and do all these crazy workouts and, and have all this volume. But, you know, we have these 30 minute sessions that we do with people called game plans. And I asked them, I'm like, okay, what is your goal here? Either aesthetically or it can be performance based goals. And we line up a week's worth of programming. Maybe not every day you're taking a class, but we line up a week's worth of programming of things that they have to do. And a lot of them, a lot of times they're avoiding those classes that they know they should be doing. We have them do that, but then we also so do factor in those, you know, the fun element yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. The fitness menu has to include fun. Yeah. Right. It's true. Cheesecake. I like to call it a diverse fitness platter because <laughs> it makes me think of food. <laughs> I, I, I tell people when you aren't around, we're the cheesecake factory of fitness. <laughs> you tell people that? Yeah, I do. That's great. We have, we have a menu for anything you want. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's us in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> the cheesecake factory of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, and on that note, we'll, we'll end there. If you want to catch more of us, you can uh, uh, check us out on Instagram at Ferris Echo Park. If you're in the area, you can um, find us at 1316 Glendale Boulevard uh, in Echo Park. You can also sign up for a free class, or we would like to offer you guys uh, a $30 intro personal training session. Uh, usually 150 bucks, but we'll do it for you guys for 30. And we'd also love you to subscribe to to this channel, uh, to our podcast and leave a review for us this really helps us grow and and also if you're if you're a member of the club and you have anything you want to ask us or, or talk for us to talk about then uh, please do let us know thanks guys thanks for tuning in and we'll uh, see you guys soon Bye.